our thoughts dictate our results. So if we are to become and live the way God wants us to, we absolutely have to get to the root of that. We can't just try to fix our decisions. We have to go all the way back to the thoughts. Welcome to This Mom Knows. I'm your host, Jen Yuren. As mompreneurs, there are so many things that are out of our control, things that we react to and can leave us feeling helpless. Alicia Michelle joins us today to flip that script and tell us we can control our responses. And when we do that, the impact that it has on our own selves and those around us is infinite. To find links to all the resources shared in today's episode, head on over to thismomknows.com slash podcast. But without further ado, let's meet Alicia. Alicia Michelle lives in California with her family. She's an author, Bible teacher, podcaster, and certified neuro coach. Known as the Mindset Makeover Coach, she goes beyond identifying what mindset issues need to be addressed and actually teaches Christian women how to renew their minds with practical brain and biblically-based tools that help them overcome negative thinking and cultivate godly confidence. So welcome, Alicia. Hey, hi, so glad to be here. Oh, it's so fun. Now you and I had the uh, pleasure of meeting for the first time in um, Nashville in August of yes. 2021. And so um, it's fun to now ha be, have you on the podcast and having met you in yeah. person. Exactly. Yeah. It's always more fun to meet people in person and just hear more about their life and get to know them. So yes. definitely cool. Yeah. So I'm glad you're here. So that by that intro gave us a little bit about you, but why don't you tell us a little bit more like where you grew up and maybe things that you enjoy doing for fun, either on your own or with your family? Sure. So I grew up in Southern California in Northern Los Angeles area and ended up going to school in the Midwest. So I have a heart for the Midwest. I love that area, especially this time of year. I know we're recording in fall. So this is the time of year when I just don't like being in California because we don't ever get through fall here. Um, yeah. But I currently live in San Diego, which um, my husband and I have lived here for over 20 years. We love it. Mm -hmm. um, so we live more like in the country, but still near the ocean. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. And what I love to do, I love to, of course, be with my family and hang out with my kids and cheer them on at sports and things like that. Um, but I'm also a very creative person. So I like to garden. I recently started learning about square foot gardening. So we have these little raised garden beds in our backyard, which is really fun. And I like to paint. I like to cook. Uh, I like to play piano, things like that. So just, I think um, as I have learned to, I know we're talking about mindsets today, as I've learned to really re rejuvenate some of those mindsets, I've found that I rediscovered myself again in those areas mm. that I really like, you know, about who I am, things that I maybe forgotten about or just not allowed myself to do for a long time because I was so yeah. focused on, I have to do this, I have to do that. And uh, so it's been great to let God reawaken some of those parts of me in the last few years. So. Yeah, a rediscovery. Now, yeah. um, the Midwest is a really big area. So um, <laughs> narrow it down. Where did you go to school? <laughs> I went to the University of Missouri. So okay. in Columbia, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. So you're in, in Illinois, right? So not yeah. too far. No, yeah. not, I mean, it, relatively speaking. Yeah, relatively not too far. 
yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. six, seven hours down to St. Louis. So uh, it it's yeah. still, still a little bit of yeah. a drive. But but I went to school there and then I lived in St. Louis for a little while and Kansas City both. And um, yeah, it was definitely some things that God did in my life to close some doors that brought me back to California. And um, I just, yeah, I love that part of the world. So it makes me yeah. happy to be there. Yay. Well, that's Yay. great. Well, I am excited to talk today with you um, about mindset. And why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about your story um, mm. and maybe what it was with mindset that you had to overcome? Mm. Well, I this could be kind of a long story. I'm going to try to keep it short because it's like, tell me your story. That's a big question. Yeah. Well, if you have so an episode I, or something we can link yeah. to for the details, we, we can do for that sure. also. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, Just basically to say that I have always kind of been an anxious person, an overthinking what if and kind of trying to control my environment with that kind of a mindset. I grew up in that way. Um, I was just very anxious as a child and all of that really percolated in me to a point where I was trying to do everything I needed to do to be liked, to be accepted, to be loved. And that included getting good grades and performing for others and making other people like me and looking a certain way. And so all of that, I, I, a lot of that got addressed or some way got addressed when I became a Christian, when I was 19, um, the Lord brought salvation. And that I think that was obviously a huge beginning shift for me, but the true change in terms of mindsets that didn't come until probably five years ago, mm -hmm. um, or even probably closer to four and a half years ago. Um, I still, even though I knew God loved me, I knew he found me worthy. He'd given me a new purpose. I was still living under this idea of, I have to achieve to be liked. I have to do all the right things. I have to make sure my kids have to act a certain way for me to be a good mom. All of these, these beliefs that, you know, we, we know cognitively aren't correct, but on a subconscious level, they were driving the show. And that got to a point to four years ago, I ended up having a massive health crisis that nearly took my life. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I had two vertebral artery dissections, which means that um, the arteries that run the back of your neck are the vertebral arteries. If a an aneurysm is the vessel exploding outwards, the dissection is it collapsing inwards and it separates. Yeah. So um, it not only was closing in the, the veins, but it was creating all these blood clots on the side and, and causing extreme headaches. Yeah. And these just came out of the blue. And the, the doctors were like, you know, do you do extreme sports? And, you know, were you in a car accident? No. Like, so it, this, again, a big long story with all of that. But um, after that happened, I knew because God had said, listen, I've been trying to tell you for years that you have been living so overtaxed, so overworked, so um, just, you know, again, sleeping four hours a night and not taking care of yourself. And people would say, you know, you can't keep going like this, but it's like, I didn't know how to stop doing that. I didn't know how to just try to be different. And that was the problem. So once I began to go through this long journey of recovering my health, it became very clear to me that I needed to not just create some new habits for myself, so to speak. You know, it was like, why are you still you know, what's driving you to those old habits? What is that about? And that's where the mindset stuff really began to become forefront for me. Um, and that's when I became certified as a neuro coach and learned more about what that means to understand how the brain works. Why do we get stuck in these patterns? 
And I did that out of my own just desire to help women. I was already a coach at that time, but it was like, I want to help women understand how to renew their minds in a, in a deeper way than just maybe talking about their feelings and working through things and setting goals. Yeah. I want to understand what's going on. And because I felt like no one is saying that no one in the church is saying that we're saying, yes, we need to renew our mind, but we're not giving ourselves the tools and brain science and the Bible line up. So yes. it's awesome to be able to use that together now to help women from my own experiences on how to do that. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, I'm assuming that this is more than just reciting Bible verses over and over yeah. or smile with your face until you feel exactly. it with your heart and all oh, these yeah. things that, you know, we hear. So uh, when you say mindset, what mm -hmm. exactly do you mean? Define that for us. When I say mindset, I mean the, the state of your perception, how you are choosing to interpret what's going on around you and that happens on, from a brain science perspective, that happens in two levels. There's a subconscious mind that's happening and the logical mind. So the logical mind being the prefrontal cortex. So the, what's interesting is that we can have a cognitive thought, but with the subconscious mind already has a pattern set up about how we respond to a certain thing, how we believe about something. Uh, belief is basically a thought and emotion repeated over and over until it creates this, this like what we call a soundtrack in our mm -hmm. brain. And so when that's, if that soundtrack is playing, we can have all the, the logical thoughts we want, but if it's, if it's going to always be overridden by that soundtrack. And so there's three key questions that our brain answers from around the ages of nine to 13. And that is, am I worthy? Am I loved? And am I enough? And mm. we're not logically answering those. That's just answered in our experiences and how we are reinforced in those ways. So for me, I got good grades. I worked really hard. My parents praised me for it. Not that my parents were bad for doing that, but my brain learned hey, if you work hard and you look a certain way and you act a certain way and you do these right things, then you're worthy. And when that doesn't happen, you're not worthy. You know, yeah. so you have to keep up this pace to be accomplishing and doing the right thing. So all that's to say, when those, when those mindset means, are there things inside of us that are on, especially a subconscious level, that are in contrast to the mind of Christ that we are called to have. We're called to let the spirit control our thoughts so that we can produce the, the fruits of the spirit. We cannot do that if we have thoughts that are in contrast to the spirit. So again, we have to understand how do we get those thoughts? Why are they there? And how can we remove them and rewire them? Like you said, more than just saying enough positive affirmations, more than smiling until it feels good. It's mm -hmm. a process that we go through, through the Christian mindset makeover, through coaching that I do. Mainly the biggest process that we use is called brain priming. And that is a brain scientific process where we're literally pruning away the old soundtrack and we're rebuilding the new soundtrack around that specific thought. And it takes about 63 to 67 days for that to happen on a subconscious level in the brain. So that's the work that I do okay. um, with women. Yeah. So this is related to, but much different than ideology or worldview. I mean, that sort of is yeah. part of it, but this is not, you know, it's not like I remember as a kid, different times where people would say, well, you know better. But that uh, wasn't, it didn't matter if I knew better, it mattered, exactly. you know, what I thought yes. or felt. So, um, yeah. okay, well, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. So in your bio, you referenced that you help Christian women do this in a way that's both brain-based and biblically-based. And mm -hmm. um, 
you know, the science is there. We know what science is, but why is it important that it is both, that it's both integrated mm. together? Well, I think it's important just from a, the reason of, as Christians, we never want to get involved in anything specifically, I mean, especially our brains, right? That is going to be contrary to what God's word says. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to, to have, to have the, the, the knowledge that, that, both support each other, but I don't think that there's a lot of communication happening between both worlds and that mm -hmm. in the secular world, there is um, resources that talk about how to do this kind of work from, I mean, so limited point of view, but it's definitely more visible. And then in the church, there's, there is a revival starting of people talking about this, but it's like, they aren't giving the science behind it. They're just saying we need to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's really important, I think, to be able to say, look, God tells us to do it. And we can talk about the reasons for that in a second, but God tells us to do it and he, the brain science supports it. So here's how to make it happen. Let's talk yeah. about both of those things. So why it's important is because our thoughts dictate our results. Hmm. So if we hmm. are to become and live the way God wants us to, we absolutely have to get to the root of that. We can't just try to fix our decisions. We have to go all the way back to the thoughts. The thoughts create the emotions. The thoughts and the emotions combine to create a belief. The beliefs create the decisions. Decisions create the actions and the actions create the results. Mm -hmm. So if we want to change the result, we got to go all the way back. And this is the kind of work that not just transforms us, but transforms generations. Yeah. I mean, if we can show up as different moms and different wives, we can break these generational curses, things that we have just had passed on to us and learned as part of our normal brain functioning. We have the ability and we have, I believe, a responsibility from God as the only creatures literally in creation who have the ability to stand outside of their brain and decide what to think about. We are the only creatures that have that ability to have a mind and a brain. It's meaning we, we can, we can decide I am going to think about this or not think about this. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful because that's, that's what God wants us to do. And so yeah. we have to learn how to do that in a way that honors him. So it's, if I'm hearing what you're saying, it's it's how we think about ourselves, it's how we think about others, but it's really how these thoughts translate into whether it's going to be anxiety and fear or mm -hmm. peace and contentment or you know bitterness or love or whatever it is, yeah. the way we think is going to inform how we end up approaching the people around us and, and behaving. Is that, is that kind of yeah, part of it? Absolutely. That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. And all of those thoughts, we're not, we're not saying that we, we should never have a negative thought. Like for example, when you mentioned anxiety, mm -hmm. anxiety often starts in the amygdala, which is these two little almond shaped structures in the brain. And the amygdala is a very helpful part of our anatomy. We need to have, that's the fight or flight center. We need yes. to know like, <laughs> If there's a danger, we need to have that. But if the purpose of like that in relationship to say the prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex calms it down. Mm -hmm. And if there is not that relationship between the two of them, the logic center to learn how to, to keep it calm, to monitor it. And if it's always been in this constant on pattern, then mm -hmm. it's going to affect how we interact. So my point in saying that is to say like we could have similar situations for two different people, but if somebody has done this kind of work and is knows these kind of ways to manage their thoughts and their minds, they're going to have a different response than person B who is just like, ah, reacting and, and yeah. dealing with all these things. So yeah, it makes a big difference. Okay.
Yeah. And so it takes those scriptures of, you know, be anxious and nothing and mm -hmm. puts it into a context of, you know, or be anxious for nothing, um, puts it into a context of, it's not that anxiety is wrong. It's a matter of now, where are my, how are my thoughts informing my behavior? Because like you said, anxiety can be, or fear can be a useful thing. There's danger. Sure. There's something's not right. Um, yeah. But it takes that verse and doesn't make it so legalistic. <laughs> yeah. And so just, I think we get into these patterns of beating ourselves up. Like, yeah. this is the biggest thing I struggled with. And I see so many women struggle with too, is like, I know better. I mm -hmm. know I should think different. So just stop thinking like that. Just stop being this way, right? And yeah. that is that is not the way that we that's effective in handling it. We know that because all of us do it. And how does it work for us? Not very well. Right. <laughs> but it's but it's actually shutting down those parts of ourselves that are like, well, I have a very real reason for feeling like this. Like mm -hmm. I had this happen to me, or this is a very real thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn how to approach those areas with compassion and curiosity instead of that harshness mm -hmm. of you need to change and you need to be different. And honestly, that is how Jesus speaks to us. He yeah. doesn't yell at us and tell us what's wrong with you. You should know better. Don't do that. You know, I right. mean, what did he say to the woman caught in adultery? He didn't tell her that he said, you know, he noticed that she was aware of what she had done. And he said, just go and don't do that again. Right. Yeah. So he lovingly says, let me show you a different way. Yeah. So yeah. This is, this is, um, yeah, it's, it's a still an invitation to change, but it's not yeah, absolutely, a, you know, punitive or <laughs> whatever. You right. Know. Yeah. 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 So give me a just a real high, excuse me, level overview of how you help women do this. What's kind of, you know, the main steps in your process or what would that look like? Yeah. So in the Christian Mindset Makeover, it's a, a nine, actually seven steps process. Um, we take about nine weeks, go through all the process of the steps. But the first part of the process being identifying and understanding what some of these negative thought patterns are, why they're there, um, and how they interact with truth. So if we are rewiring our thoughts to be in line with truth, then what is that truth that we've defined as truth? Is it God's truth? And we can say, oh, I believe God and I follow God, but what are the thoughts that are inside there? Are they really lining up with God's truth? Not saying that from a judgmental, shame-inducing kind of thing, but just to say, let's take an honest look at where we're at, and then mm -hmm. let's take an honest look at our responsibility in it. How have we perpetuated this by focusing and focusing and focusing or not addressing it? And what are some things that we just need to let go of that we have to surrender yeah. in terms of this process? So we talk through a lot of that. We talk through fear. We talk through why we're in these areas, specifically around those three questions, am I enough, am I loved, and am I worthy? Mm. And through all of that, we create the brain priming itself. And so brain priming is a specific neurological transformation that we, we go through by creating a script that we read and listen. Well, we don't have to read it. We listen to it twice a day when the mind is the most open in the subconscious mind. So in the morning and in the evening, and it's a process of going through that and creating that, that is a script that addresses, acknowledges the, the feelings of why we have these thoughts, these, these issues, these core negative thoughts, and determines what's true and what's not true, and then decides where do I want to dwell? What do I want to live in? So it's 
more complicated than that, but that's basically the gist of that's, what it is. Okay. Um, and then after we are working on that for the 63 to 67 days, and that's slowly switching and changing again, getting rid of the old patterns that are there and creating the new ones. Then we're cultivating the positive side. Like how can we protect this? How can, mm. what kind of boundaries need to be in place? And that includes everything from self-care and different ways um, in the moment, how we can respond to things, how to self-sabotage play a part in it, how do toxic thoughts and behaviors and people play a part in it? Um, and then how can we even enjoy the moment? How does gratitude play a part in it? All these different things. So we're, we're building the soil, so to speak, for these, okay. these new mindsets to create. So it's this whole process um, that it's, it's transformative mm -hmm. to watch women go through it and not just change their thoughts, but again, change behaviors that they don't even really realize are related to it. Because when we address these core things, so much gets freed up. So that's kind of a high level overview of what. Yeah. What we call so are you addressing, method. you know, one or two key things, and then they now have the skills to do this again with other things, or are you addressing something so foundational that it just sort of starts to, to impact everything? Both. So we okay. address, we try to go as deep as we can. Like I said, usually we try to get to what those three questions are because those three questions around worth, identity, and um, worth enough and love. When those three questions are answered, a lot of other thought patterns are just deeply attached to those. So sometimes they address, if, like if they're dealing with say worth and being enough, mm -hmm. I might address both of those, but sometimes they're just one at a time is enough because that's what we, you know, like this is, this is big enough. Let me just focus on this first. So it's kind of mm -hmm. depends on each person, but a lot of ladies will go through it and then they, because there's, it's not just brain priming, there's all kinds of other tools in there that we talk about because they have forever access to all of it. They can go back in and keep looking at it and keep using these tools and keep working in it because it's not that we're saying you're going to be perfect right. after going through all these things. You just are going to be able to have healed some of those core things inside mm -hmm. of you that are causing the problems. And you're going to know how to deal with the emotions and in a way that's honoring them and mm -hmm. honoring God's truth as it comes up. So it's both, both in the moment and on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And they can keep doing that over and over if they want. Mm. And that's, that's kind of empowering to not just be, this is just the way I am, but no. oh, I understand this now and I'm choosing yeah. to, to do it differently. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So as you shifted, you know, your own mindset and experienced this transformation, you decided to help other Christian women experience the same freedom. So as you started turning this kind of into a business, um, what was the hardest thing that you faced when it came to integrating work with home and family? Well, it was for me that same old struggle that I've always had, which is I have to work hard mm -hmm. to do it right. I have to make sure that I'm killing myself in my business, killing myself as a mom, killing myself in taking care of the house, all of those things. It was that old lie, that old mindset that would start to rise up and having to believe, look, at the core of everything, if I follow Christ, if I obey him and I go to him every morning and say, what, what is it that you have for me in this season? You know, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. If I do that, then I am successful, period. And so some days that looks more like taking off my work hat 
and spending my entire day as a mom and helping my kids with homework and taking them. Like, for example, um, my husband's been out of town the last week and a half. And so I've had a lot more of the mom hat on the last yeah. few weeks. Um, because of that, we have a birthday party we're planning tomorrow. I had, we had a cake we had to make, you know, all these different, like, so I think just for me, it's reconciling the two of those, mm -hmm. just like I can, I am successful regardless of what I do because I'm, I'm accepted by God. And so mm -hmm. if I listen to him today for what I need to do in each of those areas, whatever the balance is, then that's enough. And that's good. Mm -hmm. That's been what's helpful for me. Well, that's good. Has there been, um, you know, something that you found stumbled upon a resource or, um, a practice or a tool that kind of helped you keep those priorities of both at top of mind? Yes. So a couple things first, absolutely being in God's word every day helps mm -hmm. with so many things, but it keeps my, it keeps my truth focused on what is true. I mean, it just, it keeps those thoughts and those little mindsets from starting to creep up again of like, you need to work harder. You need to do more. You're not good enough. You're not all these things. So it just reminds me of who I am mm -hmm. fully forgiven, fully loved by God. Mm -hmm. And also a practice that um, I learned from, I'm trying to think of the name of the book. I can't think of it. If it comes to me, I will think of it. Um, but it's called Morning Pages. And it's this, it's it's a practice of every day writing three pages worth of just random thoughts that are on your mind. And I don't do this every day, but on the days when I start to feel like there's a lot of thoughts or emotions bouncing around in my head, it's such a wonderful way to just without any need to like make it sound good or whatever, anything. It can be your to-do list. It's just mm -hmm. getting that all out. And by being able to move that out of my brain onto paper, I can see what's really there. And it doesn't seem so scary. It doesn't seem so hard. And uh, I can work through it with God in a much better way. So being aware of my emotions and my thoughts and my truth through both of those things, I think has been really, really important for okay. my ongoing health. Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful. So consistent time in the word and this mm -hmm. sort of freeform journaling that is more of a, a brain dump. So you can take an outsider's view of what are you thinking about? <laughs> right. That, yeah. Essentially. Okay. And, and, and just not even, and just realize what's there. Sometimes we don't even yeah. know what's there until we really just let it all out. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I tried for a while. I was journaling and I never looked back at it. And one day I thought I should go back and read what I wrote. And it shocked me how most of it was geared around one topic that I would have said was not a concern. <laughs> so mm, it was there. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I didn't see it until I had that outsider's perspective of going, right. Oh. <laughs> Look yeah. Like interesting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, if there is a mompreneur, and I know there is, who's listening to this and is going, you know, especially I think you hit the nail on the head for us when we're like, I'm trying to build a business. Um, but yeah. do I have what it takes? Do I have any business even doing this? You know, I'm sacrificing, yeah. you know, my kids. I, I often say every business, yes, feels like a parenting. No. And mm -hmm. so, you know, how, you know, they feel this, this tension, uh, between the two, what is one simple step that she could take today to kind of start working on this mindset um, shift and know that, no, you are, you're in the right spot, even if you don't feel mm. like you are? 
I think just understanding more about her calling in this season, what is it that you feel called to do? And that's different from the calling you might have on your life overall. Mm. What is the calling that you have in this specific season that God has put before you? Mm. Is it to do all of these things that you have before you? It might be, mm -hmm. or is it to spend more time with your kids? It might be that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, that's, that's something that you and God have to work out, but to not, but to just learn and kind of discover what that is and, and learn to just be curious before God about what that mm -hmm. is and to step boldly into that either side, whatever it is, because mm -hmm. that's God's calling for you. We can, we can run to work because we're frustrated with kids in school and how things are going. Right. Um, homeschooling, things like that. I did that for 13 right. years. I understand homeschooling very much and how we can just be like, I need to do something else because this is driving me nuts. Right. Yep. Um, or we can run to, a, we can run away from a professional calling mm -hmm. because we're afraid of it. And we know being with the kids and working with them, like we understand that. So I think we can do, I think we can run to either extreme. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to what is God saying he wants for me to do right now? And then to have the confidence to step into that mm -hmm. and keep focused on that. And what I love about that is that it removes that I should be mm -hmm. because now it's no, I, this is what I'm to do. Not, yeah. you know, I should be doing this other thing. No, you shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. If that's not what God is calling you to right now, then no, you shouldn't. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really, really helpful. Perfect. This yeah. is really interesting and intriguing. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up in a pastor's home and so mm -hmm. I had the pressure of, all the church people looking at me and, mm. you know, analyzing and determining whether my behavior, you know, my behavior reflected on my father. And so everything wow. was important. Yeah. So, you know, you came to faith, you said at 19, but mm -hmm. um, I, I had all these things. And so I've learned as I've grown how much I had mixed up truth, biblical truth with yeah. human perspective. And yes. so I've had a lot of untangling to do over the years um, mm -hmm. as well because of some of those expectations and, yeah. you know, where things, you know, where you were praised, like you were saying with your good grades and things like that. So this is a, a fascinating topic mm -hmm. and uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Thank you um, for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you've been able to be with us. It's I, I've got to work on my transitions here because I get to this end part and then we go from these deep topics like, you know, worth and identity to so <laughs> what is your <laughs> <Okay>. favorite time saving <laughs> gadget or tool? <laughs> Oh, is but that the next question? It oh, is. Gosh. I'm a gadget girl. I love anything that is going to make life easier. And so okay. it's a system tool process. So I always love to find out what are my guests' favorite gadget tool mm, or system. Okay. Yes. I cannot live without Evernote. Do you know mm, what Evernote is? Yes. Evernote is an app. For those of you who may not know, it's an app and... It's, I guess it's, I guess you'd call it an app because you can get it on your phone and on your computer. You can see it anywhere. And that's why I love Evernote. Um, so it's just a place where you can gather anything. You can put some ideas you have about a certain project. You can put your grocery list in there. You have different folders that you can organize everything into. It's like a notes app they may have on your phone, but it's much more advanced in that you can put pictures in there. You can forward emails to it. I am a creative person, so I have ideas 
24 seven, I can have an idea at 3 a.m. for a podcast episode or for anything, a book idea or something just constantly, or I'd maybe there's a book that's recommended to me. So I have different things that are categorized in my Evernote mm -hmm. and it's always with me because my phone is always with me mm -hmm. and I can just, oh gosh, let me write that down, you know, and it's right there mm -hmm. and it goes from my computer to my phone. So I can see them both places. It's yep. like everything runs through Evernote in my life. So oh, I, love I love Evernote. <laughs> I love that because yeah, sometimes if you write it on a piece of paper, you, you lose the piece oh, of paper or it's in yes. that other notebook and oh my gosh, it keeps it all together. Can you share specific notes with people? So like your yeah. husband could see the grocery list and, yes. and have it on his phone. You can. Okay. It's so awesome. Yeah. You can share notes. You can, um, they can share notes with you. Like I use it even if I'm going on a, a trip and I, I'm sending the flight details, I send it to my Evernote and then I can see it right on my phone. It's like my husband's yes. coming in tomorrow. I can see his flight details right there. Uh, everything, everything is there and you get, you can share it. So I share it with yeah. my assistants, different lists or different check boxes or things. So yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's great. And my brain's going now with like, oh, here's where the chore list is going to live. And yes. I can see if you've checked it off. And I yes. can know you didn't do mm -hmm. it right. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can so, see back and forth. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Oh, well, great. Well, where can people um, find you? And, and you've got something on their website, your website that people can download, right? Yes, definitely. You can go to vibrantchristianliving.com. That's the hub for everything that I, all the work that I do. And you can find a free um, training there. So it's a series of trainings. Depending on when you're listening to it, we're about to change it to either be this one free big training or it'll be a series of smaller trainings. So depending what it is, but if you go to vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind, you will see that. And then you can also see the podcast that's there as well. And um, you can listen to it on any major podcast player or there on the website. And I'm also on Instagram. So at Vibrant Christian Living, I would love to connect with you there. That's kind of my main dance floor to talk to everybody. So um, yeah, so I would love to connect with you, especially around if you're feeling like these are some areas that you want to find some progress in, or you just, wow, this was enlightening to learn about this. How can I learn more? I would love to be able to, to talk to you and work with you in those ways. Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Alicia. Thanks for being here and for sharing this. And uh, I hope that I hope that a lot of listeners um, take advantage of what you have to offer, because I think beyond just transforming a woman's mindset, it, it's trans, like you said, transforms families and yes. marriages and so much more. So right. um, that's exciting work that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting me share today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Are you as convicted as I am? As mompreneurs, we are influencers, and it's easy to forget just how deep that influence can be within our own families. I'd love to hear from you. Hop on over to thismomknows.com where you'll find all the ways we connect. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email list. Music.